mistake. What's that short version we have of that? I just love that so much. Uh, we're all human. We uh, all human. fall short sometimes. We all fall short sometimes. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you're making excuses as you're apologizing. <laughs> I'm taking notes. It is a master class in phony apology. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I worked at it, I can come up with something that looks worse than being at that restaurant celebrating the birthday of a lobbyist. Right. Violating your own rules on the day when you announce new shutdowns for your state. It's I'm not sure you could come up with a more perfect disaster, and yet it still won't matter because that's the nature of power currently. It's the Beethoven's fifth of hypocrisy. It's an amazing achievement. Gavin Mussolini and his Hilarious. hypocrisy and his dishonesty. Um, so the doesn't seem like a sort of guy he'd roll around with his best friend's wife, does it? Ooh, we got that text. <laughs> Is one of the new mandates you're not allowed to sleep with your best friend's wife? <laughs> nope, just have to wear a mask outside your home. Whoops. <laughs> that's that's mean spirit. You too can have this sort of governance. Just go with one party every election. <laughs> Cal um, Unicornia. Ugh. So once again they're talking to the big tech heavyweights including the now fourth richest man in the world, Mark Zuckerberg, as Elon Musk yesterday passed him for third place. (laughs) But Mark Zuckerberg's being questioned by one Lindsey Graham about uh, tech stuff. Mr. Zuckerberg, do you believe your product can be addictive? Uh, Senator, we certainly do not design the product uh, in that way. We design the product to be as useful and meaningful no, as that's possible. not my question. My, my question is that there seems to be an ample body of growing medical evidence <clears throat> that social media sites have an addictive nature to them. Do you agree with that? Senator, I don't think the research has been conclusive, but it is an area that we care about and, and study. We certainly do not want our products to be addictive. We want people to use them because they are meaningful. Do you, uh, and we, we take steps to make sure that this is the case. So, for example, um, you know, we don't give the team that's running newsfeed a goal around how much time people spend on our products, uh, which goes counter to a lot of the, the, the memes and, and misinformation out there around how we operate. But my goal is to help people connect and find content and, and interactions that are going to be meaningful to them on our service. And our view is that if, if that's what we deliver over the long term, and people find the services useful, then they'll use them more. Uh, but I, I, I don't think mm-hmm. that companies should be optimizing to just encourage people to spend as much time as possible on them. Well, I'm, time's about up. Uh, have you seen the movie Social Dilemma? Uh, Senator, I'm familiar with it. Okay. I, have you seen it, Mr. Dorsey? No, I have not. I would encourage both of you to see it. So the guy who runs Facebook and the guy who runs Twitter have not seen the social dilemma. They don't need to see it. Well, they don't need they to. They designed what the the documentary describes. It's also helpful to have not seen it because then you don't have to answer for any of the claims on it. I'm particularly fond of the. I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like you know somebody puts out a documentary. Joe Getty of the Armstrong and Getty Show often makes loud and inappropriate jokes. I don't have to watch that documentary. Well, Please. my my two thoughts on that would be. <laughs> I'm not in favor of the government, you know, getting involved in. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are pretty addictive, gambling, booze, all kinds of. But I'm not that inclined to want the governor government to get involved in. You can't stop wanting to get likes for your vacation pictures. But 
Zuckerberg claiming that they're not trying to make it more addictive is obviously an out-and-out lie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously. It's, not only is it made to be addictive, it's brilliantly addictive. It's it's and people a combination of, of knowledge of human psychology and neurochemistry with technology. It's really quite brilliant. I don't know if Lindsey Graham is holding that back for later in the day or felt like he would do him no good or, or just isn't as up to speed as he should be. But he could have quoted some people that were involved at the beginning of these companies that on the record have said, no, our goal was to trick the brain into desiring this as much as possible. Right. More, more, more. First, so he either didn't know or decided to pass on pointing that out to Zuckerberg. Right. Oh, uh, Senator, it's not addictive, and we would never try to make people want this more often. I, I believe he was started just attempting to set the precedent of this also needs to be discussed when we're talking to the big tech people. Mm-hmm. The, 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 He's the a lawyer. He could, he could be slowly laying out a plan, for all I know, Lindsey Graham. But there, there are plenty of Facebook people. On the record, saying, no, 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 no. We knew exactly what we were doing. Right, and I just, I had to get out. I could not take it in my heart working there anymore. Yeah, you you could quote those people. Zuckerberg's Uh, greatest asset is that he looks like he looks. Yeah. I swear to God, if he looked like Steve Bannon, (laughs) he would just get killed. Jack Dorsey looks like he lives under a bridge. Or he's starting a cult. Which is it? Ask him that, Lindsay. (laughs) Why do you look? So bedraggled. Isn't he the guy that you called, somebody you called, Sean, a cross between an illusionist and something else? <laughs> a magician, but only <laughs> refers to himself as an illusionist. Something like that, yeah. 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 Who hasn't worked in quite some time. Well, Dorsey is, yeah, Dorsey's the guy who gets into a uh, 140-degree tub for a half an hour, then jumps into an ice bath. Meanwhile, he's hallucinating because he hasn't eaten since Wednesday. Right. <laughs> and he eats only five days a week he's going for to, 10 minutes. He's going to die of being the healthiest man on earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He, yeah, he, and, and, you know, live your life the way you want, but he looks like various, like, ne'er-do-well guitar players I've known who have been couch surfing for, like, 18 months now. And really ought to get a life. But I eh. mentioned this. Tesla uh, is going to go on the S&P 500. That's how well Tesla is doing right now. And um, so their stock went way up, which made Elon Musk the third richest man in the world yesterday, passing Zuckerberg. So uh, you got Tesla stock, which, you know, people I know who are like in the business of stocks have been saying it's overvalued for years. They've been telling me, no, no. Don't buy Tesla stock. It's way overvalued. You need to shut up. Keeps going up, keeps going up, keeps going up. Now Elon's the third richest person in the world. Hey, if I might, uh, let me take a minute to do this. Complete transition. Different topic. We're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. And, And can I read you something? Take about a minute. I'm begging you. If you love this country, if this country's been good to you, stay tuned for for 60 seconds. Uh, and, and previous to this, they were talking about post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, new prosthetic limbs, uh, these guys have been so terribly wounded. Um, and some it's post-traumatic stress, which is a, a terrible wound itself. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station realized there was a missing link in one crucial place, the transition from military service to civilian life. During this period, warriors are at the highest risk of homelessness, joblessness, physical and emotional distress, and I would add suicide as well. 
In 2011, we pioneered a new concept designed to address the needs of transitioning warriors. When Freedom Station opened its doors, it became the first transitional housing residence of its kind, a place for healing, personal growth, and preparation for the new opportunities that await in civilian life. Um, and, and then they describe the physical nature of uh, Freedom Station 1 and 2, uh, and how the guys are with their peers. They share war stories. They know they're supported by others experiencing the same tradition. Um, and during this critical time, warriors face many decisions that will affect the rest of their lives. They're they're becoming who they're going to be because in many cases they've lost who they were. And all the while, they're undergoing medical treatment and rehabilitation. That's why Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there, and it's it just it does miracles. It saves lives, and it's awe inspiring. And we're raising money, and we want you to contribute as much as you can at ArmstrongandGetty.com. And some people are uh, contributing, which we appreciate, uh, including people with funny names like Make Hot Links Make Hot Links Easier. Contributed a hundred dollars. Little little user experience feedback. That would be hot links at armstrongandgetty.com, where many of the stories we talk about are, are linked. Oh, yes. that's funny. Um, we can do a total real quick. Let's do a total real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll reset. Give me more uh, funny names. I love the funny names because you can have any screen name for your donation you want. Drumroll, Gladys. You don't have to yell at her. She's like 106. She can't hear. She can't hear all those bombs going off. In World War One, On the sum? <laughs> Positive, Sean? $117,635. All right. All right. It'll need a lot more. Nice contribution there from uh, Catherine and David. David, thank you very much. Very generous. Bunny and Penelope. Now, are those humans? We don't know. Sounds like rabbits. Many Scroll down for me a little bit. A supporter is popular. They just, you know, the the it's up to you, of course. The Bible says, you know, give quietly. But uh, if you're a whale and you want everybody to know it, you know, who am I to criticize the, the greatest beast in the sea? Uh, more a supporter, a supporter, a supporter. Okay. Growing popularity for waiving the first $50,000 of your student loan debt for college students, which might be the least progressive thing I can imagine as a policy. Right. The sort of thing that Biden could do on uh, day one or first hundred days or whatever they uh, phrases they use. How about you go back 10 years? All right. My money's gone. What happened to it? What could be less progressive than having working class people bail out people who went to college? To get a such degree? Women's lesbian black Eskimo studies major? Please. Uh, anywho, so yeah, that, you guys repairing air conditioning systems, you got to pay for their uh, education. Sorry about that. We'll continue to keep our eye on uh, D.C. questioning the heavyweights of tech and all that sort of stuff. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Twitter just hang, ha, uh, hired one of the greatest hackers in the world to be their security chief. That was a good idea. Heck yeah. Guy who's known as Mudge. Been causing, uh, wreaking havoc. Name. Yeah, been wreaking havoc all around the world. They hired him as security chief. Cool. Like that. Like to issue, uh, issue an apology to you good folks uh, for a segment we did yesterday. 
that was considering the possibility of of creating a delicious uh, milkshake of all of the ingredients in the traditional Thanksgiving dinner. I would make that and drink it right now. I think it sounds delicious. I'd like to uh, quote uh, loyal listener Heather here. Uh, Tonight, I overate my dinner. This was last night. I strapped on my sneakers and zipped up my jacket. I headed out on foot with a plan to catch up on the podcast and digest my dinner. About halfway around the block, you began to describe the hot Slurpee. Well, that just (laughs) did it for me. To put it kindly, I ended up fertilizing a neighbor's lawn with my dinner. She actually vomited? Unswallowed, a reversal of fortune. Can we put that quote on our movie poster? It it felt it felt great. What a relief. Thanks for all you do. Sincerely, long term listener, uh, loyal long term listener, Heather. Sorry about that, Heather. Although she seems grateful. She ate too much. Now we're not pro purging around here, but our pug um self-removed a stuffed animal the other day in the middle of the living room. Oh boy. And so we didn't know he had uh, ingested this little stuffed animal thing. Yeah. In, in its entirety, not like chewed up, just it's like a little kind of like a ball only soft choked it down like a vitamin. Like the size of a baseball though. Ugh. And he, and he just kind of did that thing dogs do where you realize they're going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't see it but my wife said it looked like he gave birth out of his mouth. <laughs> oh no. That's a lovely metaphor. And she yelled, "Jack, oh my god, come in here." She didn't know what it was, so she just thought it was Ugh. <laughs> But she was grabbing the flamethrower. This flame is so throw. gross. I Can recognized it immediately, and I thought, is that, the, is that the bread toy? And I went over there, and it was a d- full dog toy. Why would you do that? Do dogs do that? I don't know. Ask it. <laughs> they will wolf down uh, many odd things, yes. Wow. When Baxter, we figure out, finally, we left him outside when, when we'd go to work. And it was just a half day. But we didn't realize he had pretty bad separation anxiety, and he he would like get nervous and compulsive, and he would eat like the landscaping chips, the the mm, bark, delicious, which did not do his insides any good. All bet. Yeah, we figured he'd be happier out there, chase squirrels, you know. I don't know. Anyway, Uh let's see. Uh, what did we want to play? Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of serious. Oh, this is this is good. So uh, the visual on this, it's clip twenty five, Sean. Um. This guy looks to be 20 years old. He's got the COVID, and uh, he's lost his uh, his sense of smell and taste, as is one of the symptoms. Fired mm. up. I am currently COVID positive, and I can't taste anything. Everyone keeps telling me to try and eat, like, some nasty stuff, but I don't have any nasty stuff in my house. So I figured I'd just, like, eat some stuff that would be strong or pungent or something, you know, just to see what he's it's like. He's carving up so a huge onion. onion. Chowing down on a big onion. Like wow. an apple. Because he can't smell. He can just eat an I onion. Can't taste nothing. Nothing. Wow, interesting. A shot of lemon juice. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And uh, garlic paste. Oh, that, that would hurt. Just a spoonful of it. Nothing. Big old glob. This is a crazy virus. Big old glob of garlic paste. Huh. That'd be weird. Ugh. That, that would be repulsive. <laughs> yeah, oh, to have it like that, yeah. But he, he seems fine. He feels great. 
And, uh, you know, now that more and more people have gotten this thing, I've, I've known people who lost their spouse. I've known people who were brutally sick for a couple of weeks, had to be in the hospital. I know a guy who said, eh, it's like I had a mild cold, not even a bad cold. His wife was a little worse, and then you got all the uh, people who never even know they have it. What a weird virus indeed, my friend. Speaking of illnesses, I might actually read this new book out by Michael J. Fox. You know, he's written four autobiographies now, um, starting back when he was a young, famous person and then, you know, diagnosed with Parkinson's, and you probably know his story, and he's written a whole bunch of uplifting books about, and he's said at various times, it's the best thing that ever happened to him, and really wow. interesting. Grounded him. He's, he's, he's getting worse, and he's struggling with that view now, and it's pretty interesting. He's very, very honest about how, you know, he's, a, he's having a real hard time trying to turn this into a positive at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a new book out called No Time Like the Future that that, that I might actually read, uh, where he says he describes his uniquely upbeat brand of pessimism. But uh, one thing he mentions in the book is that his longtime golf foursome is him, George Stephanopoulos, Jimmy Fallon, and Bill Murray. Those wow. four play to golf together on a regular basis. Be some good banter there. I'd say so. Stephanopoulos, Michael J. Fox, Jimmy Fallon, and Bill Murray. I'll that sounds like a fun way to spend your afternoon on Long Island. Yeah, I'd say Long Island. Uh, a lot more on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Special report with Brett Baer did a uh, report on the legalization of drugs and port- hard drugs in Portland. We'll have a clip of that you might enjoy in just a second. Uh, I am reminded that the Armstrong and Getty store at armstrongandgetty.com has some fabulous new swag, including the new A&G masks, which are my favorite masks. Oh, really? Got exactly the right feel. Oh, They nice. ain't cheap, but they're the good kind. Right. Right. Yeah, this is not like a $2 mask. Actually going to protect yeah. you and others. Oh, yeah. Well, it just looks good and it feels good. I protect you. I don't care about others. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's they're really nice. Not to mention the jogging bra, which is flying off the shelves. And, uh, I need that. And the boxer shorts on all sorts of other stuff. You know, mugs and the obvious. T-shirts. Great T-shirts. Um, including if you're a Cal Unicornian, you really ought to own a Cal Unicornia T-shirt. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, go ahead with clip 38 there, Sean. Oregon and Washington, D.C. said yes to legal psychedelic mushrooms to treat anxiety and depression. And Oregon became the first state to decriminalize all hard drugs, including cocaine, meth, and heroin, for personal use. Drug users are part of our community and part of our fabric of our society and that they deserve to be treated with dignity. Oregon ranks among the highest states for the most drug abuse in the country, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Now the state will divert tens of millions of dollars in marijuana tax revenue from schools, cities, police, and drug prevention programs to fund centers that will provide assessments of users. Actual treatment, though, is not required. It also allows a 15-year-old to use heroin without their parents knowing if they got caught. Oh, that's good. Oh, uh, that's just beautiful. That, so, that little gal who was quoted in that story, she had about 11 teeth total. Yeah, so drug users deserve to be treated with respect because we're citizens. I'll make this deal with you. You can do whatever drugs you want, but you don't get a penny 
from me, the taxpayer. You find a way to, you know, use whatever hard drugs you want to use and you still make a living and provide for your own retirement and your own health care and your own kids, your own kids' food, your own kids' own health care. Right. And all that. Like everybody has through the entirety of history. Then fine. I have no problem with you using drugs. I just, there's an awful lot of people that use a lot of drugs that are taking a lot of my tax money, though. Right. Right. And so I have a problem with that. There are centuries old sayings like, you make your bed, you lie in it. You reap what you will sow. That one's thousands of years old. That a lot of progressive cities in particular, they have rejected that notion. No, you, you've, you've, you sowed heroin addiction or whatever, but uh, you know what? We're going to go ahead and make you comfortable well, with other people's money. You know, one state's trying it, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's been an argument that uh, either fans of drugs or libertarians have been making for years. You know, that, that people can make their own decisions and all that. A lot of libertarian things break down in that we're a welfare state. Right. I mean, if you get rid of the welfare state at the same time you allow all this freedom no um, problem. F- and open borders and all mm-hmm. these things, sure, I get it. You could have open borders if you don't, you know, pick up the tab for anybody who sneaks in for all their health care and everything else. Uh, same with the whole drug situation. If people can use drugs and get addicted, and they're going to have to figure out their own way out of the situation, and I'm not paying for them for some place to stay in all their health care. And their kids. And maybe for the, for the rest of their lives if they ruin their brains. Right. But that's not where we are. No, no, quite the opposite in Oregon, for instance. Uh, well, it'll be is... an interesting experiment to watch, and, and you know, I think I know how it's going to turn out, and then maybe we'll put to rest that idea. I love the idea that the marijuana taxes, which were supporting you know schools and police and all that stuff, are going to be diverted to these assessment centers. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm a, an addict. I shoot up every day. Thanks for assessing me. Well, who knows? And then you know they'll move to San Francisco, where they'll be bought a hotel room or whatever, and uh, you know on we go. Fine. Okay. How's your utopia coming along? So Barack Obama's got a new book coming out. It's not actually out yet, right? It's um, dropping soon. Coming soon. Any minute now. You know, it's, I always say this, they they do, well, I guess they do a good job of getting attention for books. They, they do a bad job of telling you what's the most interesting thing in all these books. Because whenever I read them, I always think, you're telling me about the gossip and not this. And unfortunately, they led with you know, the interview on 60 Minutes Sunday night, and most of it was how you don't like Trump and you think he's a jerk. Well, there's a shock. Um that that's your opinion of Trump. But I came across this. This sounds really interesting to me. When Barack Obama first met Vladimir Putin, and they sat down for the first time, Putin went on a 45-minute rant about what was wrong with the United States and how the United States was uh, causing all the ills of the world. And um, uh, the president's handlers tried to cut off the conversation because, you know, it's kind of like having your wife rescue you at a dinner party. Yes, please. Um <laughs> Uh, you just got a phone. I'm sorry, Mr. Putin. He just got a phone call. He's got to go. Right. Um, but but uh, Obama waved him away. He wanted to let him go. And then uh, and then waited to the entire 45 minutes wow. of rant and then countered all the um, the things that Putin had brought up. And I just I want to hear the description of it in the book. The book's yeah. not out yet. That sounds, That's interesting that sounds to me. That sounds freaking fascinating yeah. to me. I don't need to hear another word from Barack Obama, but that's sort of behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. All you know. 768 pages of this book are released today. Okay. But, yeah, stuff that went on behind the scenes that we don't know about and that sort of thing, yeah, I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by that They're stuff. releasing the pages? Well, I was so just you giving got the like, page count. You, you staple them? One at a time. 
Uh, Got to get a three-hole punch. <laughs> seems so inefficient. Then I got them in the wrong order, so I'm jumping around. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, it's a long book. I really like this article. Does, uh, the, does the book have long pauses every three words, like you're listening to friggin' Obama? Oh, I like uh, this article I came across, and I think the New York Times liberals envisioned a multiracial coalition. Voters of color had other ideas. Uh, this has been growing through the years, but the election we just had, there seems to be a great deal of evidence that the whole idea of, you know, whites are losing their power because they are now the m- largest minority or whatever. Or will be soon, yeah. Um, is It's not all against the whites. It's not working out the way uh, some people had thought it would in that. Uh, Suburban white women with social degrees thought that, yeah. A whole bunch of Latinos don't like socialism, uh, for instance. Uh, or care about Black Lives Matter. Um, a whole bunch of Asian people don't care about Hispanics or Black people's causes at all, mm-hmm. and uh, inv- you know all, all all the way around. And so. an increasing number of Black people are saying we've heard the same promises for seventy years. Let's try oh, something yeah. different. And they point out for a lot of the Black community that um, you know at the lower rungs, illegal immigration is really damaging you more than anybody else, mm-hmm. and and lower rungs for white people and everyone else. But just the idea that. Hispanics, black people, and Asians were going to band together against whitey politically. It's just not panning out the way they thought. Well, that's why the far left is is great news for everybody. But the far left is trying as hard as they can to get the whole critical race theory thing going because that re-divides people by color, politically speaking, which is incredibly important to them because the only way they can start the revolution and tear down what's been built in this country is to divide people to create crises and pit them against each other. It's it's straight out of, you know, I almost said poli-sci 101. It's more like political theory 340. But that's exactly what they're doing. They're panic-stricken that black people are waking up or resent illegal immigration or Hispanic people are like, no, we know what Castro and Chavez did. We're not falling for these lies. They're They're terrified. Of that awakening. So that's why they're trying to indoctrinate your kids into the critical race theory thing in school. And in celebrity divorces, <laughs> Phil Collins looks like might be getting back together with the ex-wife that in recent days in court has been saying that he was smelly. Yeah, he never bathed. He was just an aggressive gross. scent. That's right. What he, is, he was just disgusting. What is it with divorce trials where they get into that sort of stuff? Oh, by but did you hear? We forgot to mention this on the air. The Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial over in England, which mm-hmm. wasn't a divorce trial, really, but is a uh, uh, not slander. The other libel. She, libel. She yeah. said he beat him. He was trying to sue, saying you can't say that. I want a bunch of money. But so that ended up being an entire court case that was similar to a, these divorce cases. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, he claimed that she. Who was claiming who pooped in the bed? I think he Remember claimed that, she did. He claimed that she pooped in the bed? Yes. Uh, the court determined that it was her dog. How did they determine that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a sick enough. They what determined the, that, though. What? That was the conclusion. It was her dog. Unbelievable. So um, he lost the case and does not get any money for him say, for her saying all kinds of terrible things about him. Uh, the other celebrity divorce case, Phil Collins, who was about as rich as any musician could be back in the day, um, got a, the most expensive divorce at the time in world history. 
And uh, but some somehow now he's going through a divorce. Or they're going to get back together. It looks like. But last mm. week in court, she was saying, "Why was she telling a judge?" That he was smelly and never bathed. I think we live in a no-fault divorce state where you just say, yeah, we don't want to be together anymore. I found and they somebody say, hotter. Right, exactly. And the, and, and the state says, essentially, it's none of our business. Uh, there are plenty of states where you have to sue for infidelity or being super gross or violence or whatever. Uh, you have to sue for divorce, hence the phrase. So she was claiming the Genesis, Genesis frontman did not bathe regularly? Correct. Correct. He was just too gross to be married to. <laughs> Which is why, like, I- Ivana Trump claimed in the divorce trial from the Donald that he had raped her. Then the minute it was done, she said, no, he never raped me. It's just the lawyer said that we need to say that. That's rough. I, oh, it's you know, rough. It's yeah. One thing being called smelly, it's another thing, you know. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. I don't and know. And people get accused of being child molesters. Every, that's that's custody fights, too. The problem is every picture I've seen of Phil Collins accompanying the story, I can smell him through the photo. What? He looks he, that bad? Oh, have you not seen Phil Collins recently? I have not, no. Oh, here's Phil Collins for you. This, this is one of the better pictures I've seen of him recently, but... Um, I've seen plenty of pictures where he looks full-on unhomed. Yeah, he looks a little grimy there. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, if you saw him shuffling down the street, you'd think he was among the unhomed. I'm sorry to hear that. You wouldn't think he was the Susu Studio star. <sighs> Good stuff. Good stuff. What's oh. not to like? Oh, boy. And never did get his appeal. I was a disc jockey during, like, his heyday and had to play his music all the time, and I just I don't know, I don't know who likes this and why. Why is this? Why is this popular? The Genesis stuff was pretty good. Absolutely. Well, he went to selling schmaltz and he got crazy rich. Well, you know, it's the hazard of the occupation. People see you as a lame. Stopped. Stopped bathing. Apparently, I can't verify that, and I don't know who pooped in Johnny Depp's bed either. Started writing Oscar-winning songs for movies and uh, not bathing. And I don't particularly care about <laughs> any of it. We will do a. Um... An update on where we are with Warrior Foundation Freedom Station and another plug on why you should give this week. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You could add to the total we're going to do coming up because it's that easy and that fast. Take you two minutes. Yep. Yep. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We get stuff we both know that we don't talk too much about it. Hey guys, Thanksgiving is next week, and I saw that Baskin Robbins has brought back its turkey ice cream cake. Take a look. There it is. Because all kids were like, oh, if only our favorite treat looked more like a dead bird carcass. <laughs> yeah, we saw that just day before yesterday. And we were at Baskin Robbins. And, uh,. They had the turkey ice cream cake in the freezer, and we were looking at it, and we assumed it was a turkey. It's not clearly identical. It's kind of weird. It's weird looking. It's it's off putting. I agree with Jimmy that. Fallon there. Um, it's the week we raise money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, as good a cause as there is out there, uh, and they're super efficient with your money. When you're when you're given money, there are two things you got to be concerned about, not just one. One, it's a good cause. Two, that they do, you know, they're the good stewards of your money. Because there are some good causes out there, and they waste a tremendous amount of money. 
Oh, yeah. Or they just spend a tremendous amount. They just have a different business model. But Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which is not the other one that has the word warrior in it. Okay? Um, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is incredibly highly rated by Charity Navigator. I mean, extremely highly rated. Extremely efficient. And they do miraculous work for our, our wounded fighters just when they need it the most. And, and one of the things we're doing, we haven't mentioned this today, and I'm kicking myself for it, is we're, we always try to fly as many guys home for the holidays from the hospitals as we can. So they spend the holidays with mom and dad and brother and sister and their old friends and often remember you know, who they are and, and how much people love them and the rest of it is incredibly important in their healing. So give as generously as you can at armstrongandgetty.com. There's see, a link. You can't miss it. I see that Corn Pop just donated $250 four minutes ago. Thank you, Corn Pop. I'm putting away my chain. Thank you, Corn Pop. <laughs> and Corn Pop was a bad dude. And not all bad. Not, exactly. Uh, apparently not, and I will not be wrapping my uh, chain around his head. Gladys, drum roll, please. Let's see where we are on our quest to hit $500,000 in five days, which is a little aggressive. We're at one hundred twenty-six thousand two hundred eighty-two dollars. Right. Oh All my right. goodness! We're moving. It's a big number. Got a long way to go though, in three and a half days. Have we uh, have we shamed the thieving podcasters I was yet? Ju- you uh, read my mind. You, yeah, thieving podcasters. Shame. Shame. Stealing the podcast Shame. from us for years when we we're offering it for free because we're stupid. Now there are some commercials in it, but anyway, you owe us. You owe us for all the years you're listening. So give generously, armstrongandgetty.com. You got 10 bucks. Th- times are tough. We understand completely. Good for you for giving. You got a, a hundred or 500 or, or 10,000 bucks because you can spare it. You have that much money. Do it. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. And where are my Leviathans be at? Where are my whales? We need some whales to come in here. The sort of person that saw the stock market hit almost 30000 yesterday and thought, oh, cool, I just made an extra fifteen grand." Oh, uh, oh we, got, we got Tiffany chipping in with another $1,000. It's uh, adding nice. to our whales nice. from today. It's, kind of, it's, a, it's a good-sized whale. It's uh, like a pilot whale. It's not a sperm whale. It's not a blue whale. Nope. But it's a generous contribution. We sure appreciate it. There yeah, you go. that is very nice view. Yeah, yeah, it's, I really like the whale sounds. I'm sorry, it is the weird so thing. It would seem. We have, we have this like really troubling economic situation going on in the country in all kinds of different ways. The number of restaurants and stores that are gonna that are gonna close probably. The number of people that are out of work is historic and all that sort of stuff. But there are sectors that are having the best years of their lives. Well, and it's I really know interesting. Multiple industries. They're desperate to hire people. They'll train you. They'll pay you to train. They'll pay you to go to school. They just need people, and they can't get them. Well, how young they go? They, will they take 10-year-olds? I, you could ask. Paint a mustache on a boy. Send him off. I mean, back in, you know, <laughs> a couple hundred years ago, he'd have been in a factory. Sure. My son it was would, good for kids. My son would gladly forego the rest of grade school and high school to uh, just go get started. All he cares about is turning 16 and getting a car. That's all he wants out of life. Wow. Old school. Good for him. That's great. Um, um, what do we have time for here? Oh, you know what? I got a, a great tip from uh, one of our beloved listeners. Uh, it was, uh, well, anonymous. Okay. Uh, she figured out, because she gives blood, 
that they give you a COVID antibody test to see whether you've had it or not, and they'll tell you your results. So if you're curious if you've had the vid, uh, donate a pint of blood. Nothing counts so much as blood. Thank you, Gene Hackman. Uh, she mentions that if, if you do have the antibodies, they use it to help uh, those with COVID fight it, which is another pro. Oh, okay. So that's good. That's nice. Uh, what is this here? Oh, yeah, it didn't take too long to explain. Uh, note from, uh, oh, Tucum Carry Cherry. Oh, my gosh. Longtime listeners remember her. It's actually a, a, a nom de plume. But I was listening to y'all talk about New Mexico yesterday. I'm unfortunately from this Hitler-esque state. Oh, jeez. Uh, MLG, <laughs> our sorry excuse for a governor, is ruining lives all across the state, uh, except for liberal Albuquerque. I live in a small town eight miles from the Texas border. Our city county thrives on small business and oil, both of which are severely threatened these days. She shut us down so many times the small restaurants have taken out small loans to have a patio built. But then she shuts them down again. It's crushing the lives of Americans. We're going to listen to the science, but just one kind of science and ignore all the other science as if it doesn't exist. Idiotic. Hey, boy. Well, thanks for the note, Tukum Carey. Good to hear from you. Give, years. give money at Armstrong and Getty.com. Armstrong and Getty.com. Armstrong and Getty.